Welcome, welcome, welcome to Progressive Action Radio. We are back. And the way we go start off this program, we go start it off before we jump into all the news and all that other crazy stuff. We're going to start off with a sing-along. I don't care if you know how to sing, if you don't know the lyrics, if you want to hum the lyrics, do the melody, we're just going to do it. So let's get into these good vibes first before we get into this information. So check it out. Let's go, y'all. Progressive Action Radio. Let's get it. Uh. Yeah, we're going to bring some whole, totally new vibes to this movement. Uh-huh. Y'all got to get ready to sing along. I don't care if you know the words or not. You make me happy. Uh. Come on, sing along with this music right here. Beside me, and I won't forget. Hold those notes. Come on, sing along. Do the ad-libs. Do something. Good time. Decide more on the sing-along before we get into the information. Uh. Girl, it's a shame. I won't be foolish. No. Right, girl, before I let go. You want a two-step, it's all good, too. You know I thank the Step early in the morning. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that was our morning sing along. We're going to be starting Progressive Action Radio off with a morning sing along. And I'm going to have callers call in who wants to join on the morning sing along. But look, I'm happy that you guys is tuned in. Um, we could talk about a few things right now because, you know, this is not going to be the official launch, but this is going to be, you know, the launch to let you know exactly what's coming and the platform going to continue to grow. You're going to be, you know, hearing more things, interviews from more people, more information. Um, and we're going to be having fun in the middle of this because a lot of people forget that when you doing this type of work, you got to have fun. 
if you don't have fun, all the negativity is going to consume you, right? So, because the work that we doing, like it's fighting, you know, um, you will get a target on your back. You, you, they would try to fire you. You will have your union reps trying to sell you out to management. And, you know, it could become really stressful. And you must find a way how to have fun while doing this work. And that's why I lasted so long. That's why I love doing this work that I do because it's fun to me. I found out a way to have fun. So, but look, get into some quick information um, real quick. As you guys know, the union is doing its weird push to defense to the defense of horse carriage owners, right? And the reason I say the owners and the union is saying the drivers is because the union is playing this weird game, this weird political game where they are using immigrant faces, black people faces, and making it seem like that they're fighting for the, the carriage drivers, um, the people who actually do the carriages in Central Park and things of that nature. But they actually covering for the owners of these drivers. And if you go on the union Twitter, you go to um, at TWU Local 100, you will see more defense of the ill treatment of horses than you actually see the members, the human members that they represent. And I put this in a space with the women who don't have light duty work in New York City transit. Um, they actually have to, and, and I'm going to say specifically speaking in subways, they actually have to interview for a light duty position. So picture this, you're pregnant, your doctor don't think that you should be climbing up and down trains, don't think you should be pulling 40, 50 pound garbages, don't think you should be driving a bus, um, don't think that you should be standing on the platform on your feet for, for eight, nine hours, however long the, um, the authority wants you to stand out there. You have to interview. Now, the union negotiated, um, what, they, what, what, what position is that? Dedicated announcer positions. So you have to interview for a position. And what if you don't get the position and your doctor think that you should not be doing your duties <clears throat> as a transit authority employee. And it makes sense. Um, to climb up and down the train takes a lot of skill, a lot of balance, a lot of work. And if you fall, it could be deadly. You could hit your, your head on a, the running rail. You could um, come in contact with the third rail. And, you know, the only people that, ex that experience this is women, not men, because, you know, only women could get pregnant. So you go interview for this position and you don't get it. So what happens? Your doctor, you haven't, you know, you're not having the best pregnancies. Your doctor saying, hey, look, you can't do your job. So now what you're forced to do, you're forced to use sick days. You're forced to use sick days because you are pregnant and work for New York City Transit, Kathy Hochul's MTA. Right? Now, one pathway of using your sick time because you're pregnant is that when these women decide to go for promotions, the transit authority look at your ability to come to work. So the first thing they look at before they look at your discipline history, they look at, do this, does this person come to work? Right? So they, they don't, it, it's not, 
itemized as to why you didn't come to work. They just look at your absences compared to how many years you got on the job, and they determine if you're, you're eligible or not for promotion that way, right? So it doesn't say that, you know, this pregnant woman had to take off 60, 90 days of her pregnancy because there wasn't no light duty work, right? They just look at the absences and say, that you know, this person isn't qualified. And to me, that's a form of discrimination because men don't go through that. Men don't have to worry about getting pregnant, not having light duty work, and losing out on sick days and promotions in the future, right? This is something that's exclusive to women. Now, um, about a year and a half ago, we had a woman lose her baby on a job because the transit authority figured that putting a pregnant female to pull switches in the yard was light duty work, and she ended up having a miscarriage, giving birth to uh, a baby that didn't make it, right? And many other women who I have spoken to have, who have fell climbing up and down trains, who have experienced miscarriages and they associated with, you know, their working environment because there's no light duty positions. Now, just to be clear, after that woman lost her baby in East New York Yard pulling the switches, the MTA negotiated four positions where, like I said, once again, the woman have to interview for that position and if and it's like a job like just because I'm pregnant I have to interview for a new job <clears throat> um and and hopefully I get it and what if I don't get it and what if there's more than four women pregnant at a time and there's only four spots I guess the fifth sixth seventh and eighth woman is, is out of luck and out of all the city agencies this is experienced right here in New York City Transit as soon as a female police officer find out that she's pregnant she's automatic desk duty as soon as a sanitation female find out that she's pregnant there's desk work for her to do um fire department same thing any job where you're dealing with the public and the capacity of new york city transit workers police fdny sanitation and doing or doing strenuous work you are offered light duty work not in lieu of an interview and passing the interview and hoping that you get it, right? And the union and the MTA is guilty of this because they act like women just came on the property as of yesterday, as if, wow, what is this here? Women get pregnant? What are we to do? You know, women been on the property of New York City Transit for about 50-plus years. And you would think that this is year one of women working for New York City Transit when this is actually year 50 plus, right? And now we have a woman governor. And what's going on with that? What's going on with that? You know, she is allowing this to happen up under her watch because it's her administration that's holding back paid family leave. Now, for those who don't know, paid family leave was negotiated in our 2019 contract. But the way that this union administration negotiate is that there's a lot of open doors. There's like when you when you think about negotiating a contract, you look at it as being final. Right. And it's not final. You know, there's a lot of open doors. There's 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 committees amongst committees amongst committees. I call it the committee contract. Right. And. There's nothing really finalized in the contract. Take a look for yourself. 
right? So now we had this in the contract 2019, thought we was gonna get into 2019, especially when the state passed the law, but come to find out Kathy Hochul's MTA, for those who don't know, on in, in the dark, Kathy Hochul is a woman, right? She's directing her agency, the agency that she's in control of, to play hardball with the union and say that, look, if you guys want paid family leave, you have to use up all your accrued time first, right? That's one angle that they're trying to do. Now, another angle that's going on is that everybody, whether you plan on having kids or not, whatever your uh your 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 sexual orientation is, well, no matter what it is, you're you're gonna have to pay into this paid family leave. And right now, there's a discussion going on about which number a year, you know, people should pay. And you know, some people is upset, like, yo, I shouldn't have to pay for something that I don't use or wouldn't use. And I get that, I get that aspect of it. But one of the main sticking points is Kathy Hochul's MTA is trying to get us to use all of our crude time before we are allowed to actually reap the benefits of what we negotiated in our contract and what's actually in state law. So, and 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 bringing it back to the horses, we I just explained all the serious stuff that we have going on and the union is actually out there protecting owners of horse carriages and stables who's mistreating horses. The union just honored a dude named Carl McKeever, right? Now, they, like I said, they on their Twitter promoting this. Um, what, 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 they, they on Twitter, you know, promoting immigrants and black faces as being the, the, the faces of horse and carriage drivers. But this dude, Carl McKeever, who is also a horse and carriage driver, is also the owner. And with a little research and researching his name, he's actually a real estate agent who sold $4.6 million worth of houses this year alone. The year is not even done yet. But he's a horse and carriage driver and owner. So who is the union really backing in this fight when it comes to the horse carriages and, and, and the horses and, you know, that whole thing right there, right? Now, I'm not upset. I think that um, if the union want to organize the horse carriage drivers and these immigrants, I think that they should, but that's not actually what's going on. You know, there's a smokescreen going on of, of how this is working because some of these carriage drivers are actually owners themselves. And according to sources, when, 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 they are asked, do they have union uh, benefits, health care, workers' comp, pension, or anything of that nature. They don't have anything, right? So they don't even have the benefits of being unionized, but the union is out there having basically protests, holding up signs, and protecting the owners who are mis mistreating these animals. But they are doing nothing for New York City transit workers, specifically speaking women, on the issues of having light duty work in which a woman already lost her baby on a job, right? Um, we seen the union jump out the window when, when, when the horse rider passed out and they came to the defense. No, this isn't right. Um, 
they the the, the owners and, and they they take care of these horses. Come to find out, the dude Carl McKeever was lying about the horse age. He he made the horse being about 10, 11 years younger than what the horse really is. So they are actually supporting the mistreatment of, of animals, and they also supporting the mistreatment of pregnant women on a job. And let me just get into a little bit of the demographics. Um, there's about 8,600 women in New York City Transit, and about 7,400 of them are minorities. And I don't like to use that word too much. Um, 1% of the female population is Caucasian New York in New York City Transit, right? So who's really being affected when there's a pregnancy? Who's more likely to be affected if someone loses a baby on the job, right? It's mostly black and Hispanic women. Mostly black and Hispanic women. Now, all women lives matter, but when we pay attention to the data, the data says that more likely a black or Hispanic woman is 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 likely to be harmed because of no light duty work. That's just the probability, the numbers. You know, it's just data. I'm not saying anything other than that. But it needs to be said. Local 100 does not care about pregnant women in general, but mainly black and Hispanic women. They prefer protecting horses whose carriage owners are mistreating these animals. They prefer to defend that. Look at their social media. I'm not lying. They know that is true. And there's a whole bunch of issues that we could talk about in New York City Transit that the union is not fighting for, but we see them fighting for this, animal abuse. This is crazy. This is crazy. But look, this was just an impromptu show um, for today. Uh, I just did it on, on a whim just to test things. I, actually, I was testing things out, and I said, you know what? Let me just keep rolling with it and things of that nature. But look for more to come from Progressive Action Radio. We're going to be having interviews where people could call in. Um, we're going to, um, you know, keep the information flowing, keep it rolling, and just give you guys another avenue how to hear us, how to get the information, how to accept the information, absorb the information, and, and, and get the real truth because the union out there is not telling the truth. You know, they talk about, they was calling Bob Holden um, a representative of the Deep South, and there's nobody more Deep South than John Samuelson um, and Tony Utano. Those are the biggest um, covert races in probably the union business, you know, canceling the apprenticeship program, which hurt, Black people, Hispanic people, because those positions was 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 uh, created for uh, Black and Hispanics to get into maintain the titles that disappeared for five six years. So if Samuelson or Utano want to talk about Deep South, I think they should look in the mirror. Well, this is today's Progressive Action Radio Show. I catch you guys later. Peace. <laughs>